Welcome to the Health Hour of Inform Life Radio, brought to you by the Washington Chapter of Children's Health Defense. Um, I want to say a special thank you to all the members of Children's Health Defense, especially those of the Washington Chapter, for um, contributing a little bit every month that keeps free speech about health on the airwaves in the greater Puget Sound region and streaming to Rumble and CHD TV and a couple other platforms. Um, you know, if you're not a member, but you found this show and you value what you're hearing, please go over to uh, the Washington chapter. It's a wa.childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for free to get on our email list. And, and we don't bug you too much, but hear the news, what's going on in Washington. And if you can, please consider giving to us a little bit every month so that we can keep this show on the air and keep the amazing educational work going in Washington state. Um, if I might be able to say behind enemy lines where we really need to educate uh, across the board. Um, so just go to the website, wa.childrenshealthdefense.org, look for the sign up or the donate, donate tabs. Uh, the views expressed on the health hour um, are not necessarily those of CHD or um, KKNW, and the information provided is not intended to be medical or legal advice. Please seek your own trusted um, advisors in those areas. Before we bring on our guest and, and bring on our, our co-host here, I want to share with you um, a very urgent uh, give, send, go uh, plea here. There is a member of our community. Uh, her name is Misty Gerke, last name G-E-H-R-K-E. In 2019, when a handful of measles cases led to the governor calling for a state of the emergency, um, Misty was working around little kids. She was told, oh, you may have been exposed to measles. And she was told she could not go back to work either without a vaccine or just until the whole emergency was over. And they were dragging this thing out for months. So she went and got, um, went and got a vaccine. And 10 days later, she began to feel muscle weakness, tingling sensation in her limbs. And at 18 days, she was paralyzed. And it was Guillain-Barre syndrome, and you know there's some other diagnosis at this point that goes um, that goes with that. Um, as you can imagine, over the past few years, the fight that she's have to, had to put up. She actually went through the vaccine national uh, childhood vaccine injury program um, that's associated with it, the compensation program, and she won compensation. But they do not give you much. I can't re recall at the top of my head the dollar figure, but you know it, it it wasn't even half a year's salary, and she cannot work. She's fully disabled, and it's been a while. She's still waiting for disability to kick in. Um, and she's very, very close to losing her house. So we're just looking to raise $10,000 to get her through this little phase here 
until she can be financially stable. Okay. So if we get a thousand people given 10 bucks, we can make sure she doesn't lose her home and she's um, mom to two twin girls. So um, if you can, please just go to give, send, go and look up Misty Gerke, G E H R K E, and you will find her. And thank you so much. I so much appreciate that. I'm going to bring on um, Dr. Um, Javier Figueroa, um, who's joining us again we've missed him happy new year javier happy new year to you too Bernadette. that's great to be back yeah we're so glad to have you international traveler that you are <laughs> uh, uh i hope all is going well in your world it is i can't complain uh everyone's healthy uh we're starting off the new year uh and with uh great resolve and and uh and strength so like you said, this is the beginning of the silly, silly season, so it's going to be a very interesting few months coming up ahead. It is a legislative session starting and such. And you missed a couple of shows at the end of 2023 where we were talking about healthy resolutions. They're really inexpensive and easy to do, like growing sprouts on your countertop or, you know, doing a little fermentation on your countertop. There you go. I forget what the other one was, um, what we were talking about. But we we're just talking about lifestyle choices that you could just do one at a time. And they make amazing differences in your life. And, you know, the less money we spend um, on our health as far as um, the traditional Western medicine goes, the less we're feeding the monster. There you go. So put a little extra effort into those lifestyle choices and we can defund pharma and defund the monsters and, and just, and be healthy. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking that too. Um, we've got two full hours here, the health hour and the Liberty hour, Javier are both dedicated to autism. So this first hour is about hope and health and healing. And the second hour, we're going to give some of that hope also, but it's a study we're bringing in two authors of a recent study that looked at the financial and societal impact of the rising rates of autism. Um, it's, it's pretty staggering. So I, you yeah. know, and it's important information we need to know and that we need to share so that action can begin to be taken. But this first hour we are bringing on, and I'm going to mangle her name, Tracy Slepsevic. Did I do that right? You got it right. Yay. Okay. But I'm going to call you Tracy for the rest of the show. I'll try one more <laughs> one more time. Tracy Slepsevic. She is the best-selling author of Warrior Mom. And she is also the amazing person behind an upcoming autism conference that I want her to tell you all about. Because, you know, if you have somebody in your life, if your family's touched by autism or somebody you know, there is amazing science and research and hope and healing and teaching. I'm thinking of spellers. So many things out there now for the autism community um, that, that can be learned about um, and really make a difference in, in the life of that person with autism and their families. So, um, Tracy, welcome to the Health Hour. So glad to have you here. I, I'd love to start the show with you giving us some backstory of your own healing journey, because you wrote a book about your experience. So I'll just let you jump in and, and, and talk about that. I did. So I wrote Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. And my journey began 
Oh gosh, it seems like forever ago, 17 years ago when Noah received his MMR. So my story is no different than so many thousands of other parents. Um, I just happened to write it and I wrote it for very specific reasons because I had been mentoring parents for probably over 13 years and giving them you know, a guide as to what to do. I would even have them, you know, when they'd go to the grocery store and I'd help them read labels because I went back to school for alternative medicine. And, you know, so they were like, well, why don't you write a book and or write a guidebook and do this? And, but there were many things I wanted to accomplish with writing my book. Uh, the first was to inspire parents um, because, you know, an autism diagnosis isn't an end all be all. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that the number one thing is with God, all things are possible, but you have to believe it. You know, I say you have to have faith and, you know, in the trust, the whole process that everything has its own divine order. And then amen to you have to have a clear intention. So when I was told so many years ago, when Noah was finally diagnosed with autism, and he was three and a half at the time, um, my naturopathic doctor told me, he said, you know what, Tracy, Noah's going to be fine. I want you to go home and I want you to do your research because kids are making great strides with biomedical intervention. So I tell you, I quickly sucked those tears back up into my eyes. I went home and overnight I was getting my PhD in how to heal my kid. I was reading book after book. I was going to conferences. I was going to, to group meetings, tea talks, you know, you name it, because I got nothing from my pediatrician. I got two and a half years of, oh, your child lost his speech. He's regressing. This is normal. None of it is normal. And I swear by the time I found out I was ready to put my head through a wall. So I didn't want parents to ever go through what I went through. Two and a half years. It's a lot of wasted time that I could have already started intervention. Right. I, I if I even just knew the simple answer to the question, what is wrong with my son? Even after I asked my pediatrician when Noah turned three years old, I said, you know, is it possible that my son could have autism? Not an easy question to ask for a parent. And she looks at me, Noah's spinning his, her stethoscope. He's like round and round and round and round and round. Still can't talk, still can't communicate, still having tantrums and everything else. And she looks at him. She's like, no, nope, kids with autism don't do pretend play. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, so onward, upward. I guess I get to continue looking, you know, Harbor Regional Center loses our paperwork and doesn't pass it on to a clinical psychologist. I mean, I, I could tell you a whole plethora of things that happen, but the number one thing for reason for me writing this book was to educate parents on one, what to do if you even think your kid could have autism or any neurological disorder, what are the questions you should be asking yourself, all of this. And my story, and I just, I stuck to the basics. During this time, um, when it rains, it pours, I tell you, 
because my husband has fought against big insurance for over 30 years. Oh my God. And oh yeah, it's either big pharma or big insurance. <laughs> pick pick them. We picked them both. <laughs> so in 2007, my husband exposed big insurance for fraud and collusion on smoke and ash claims in the Northern California fires, along with the insurance commissioner, Steve Poisoner for California at the time. And he went on the news, he exposed them for fraud and collusion. Within a week or so, the insurance commissioner finds us $250,000 for acting as a public adjuster. And then Steve decides to sue him. Yeah. And tell you that goes really well. And it's a back and forth thing. Money is just gone. And in 2009, the very same year, so January of 2009, Noah was finally diagnosed. And in July of 2009, I want to say it was right on the front page, right along with Michael Jackson's death. Sunday paper, 4th of July weekend. Here you go. Happy 4th of July. Steve was right on the front page of the LA Times in a smear campaign. And today it's so common, but back then, and then Steve was like, oh, okay, any press is good press. And that wasn't, that wasn't the case. So I, I just, I'm very naive when it comes to well, a lot of things, but why is it illegal and to be fined when you publicly point out fraud it and is. collusion? What? Why can't you do that? I don't understand at all. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. You would think you would think so. <laughs> um, I, why? Why is why are doctors losing their licenses for for not oh. wanting to vaccinate children? Okay, yeah. same thing. It, it, you mean it, it's just um, it's corruption. The, 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 the winner goes to those who have the most clout and political power behind them. Okay, gotcha. Uh, lawfare. It's just lawfare at this point. The commissioner lawfare. had had no standing to go after some uh, an attorney that exposed something that was deeply corrupt. That was basically uh, them stretching the law to the breaking point and, and passed it. Jeez. Yeah, so we lost my husband's contract, his uh, contracting business of 20 years. Um, he was a restoration contractor. And um, our house went into foreclosure. Um, I bartered for treatments. I negotiated for treatments. I sold everything that I could pick up and put on eBay back then in my house. I kept my wedding ring. That was it. Um, I mean, you name it. It, I, I did whatever I had to do. So I wanted parents to know that when I hear the excuse, I don't have the funds, then to me, they don't have the funds and they're never going to have the funds. Right. So you've just created that for yourself. So how is it? Because I, this is my belief and I might, I might get beat up for this one. Um, We're all little pieces of God because God created us in his likeness, right? So we're all parts of God. So if I'm godly, then I am capable of anything because I don't put any limitations on what God can do. So then I shouldn't put any limitations on what it is that I can do. So when 
when an amazing doctor, and I call him my angel, Dr. Joshua Berka, he's the lead scientist and researcher for the Beamer, um, told me my kid could function. Thank you. I, I did whatever I had to do, but there wasn't anybody who could tell me that my kid was, wasn't going to live a normal life. I mean, they tried to, but it, it was noise. And, and I just didn't listen to it. But I didn't want parents to make excuses of, oh, well, I don't have any money. Well, I tell you, there wasn't a single person that could say no to me at all. <laughs> Listen, I'll scrub your toilets. I will work your front desk. You tell me I'll do your marketing. For hyperbarics, I, I bartered. I did their marketing on the weekends, and they allowed me to do 40 treatments for Noah at no cost. Wow. And there were so many different things that I did. I, you know, my doctor back then, um, Dr. Rachel West, I was like, listen, I, I will pay this off. <laughs> and now I have, I have Dr. West who sends her autism parents, you know, just go talk to Tracy. She <laughs> so it's, it's absolutely hilarious. But I, and I don't settle for excuses because if people want to give me excuses, I, you know, I, I, I love the book that Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote, Excuses Be Gone, because mm -hmm. there are no excuses for anything. If you if you live by those excuses, you they, mm -hmm. they control your life. So I I I did what I had to do, but I wrote that story to inspire parents. The second part of the book was kind of like a guidebook. It was all the different questions. It was what are your, your resources out there? What are your state-funded resources that you need to tap into? And what are some pretty great organizations out there like Children's Health Defense and so many other organizations that are truly making a difference? And what are some that are not making a difference? Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I know which one or two you're speaking yep. we'll it on the air. We'll be polite. <laughs> so, and then part three was all about biomedical intervention. It was really, you, you know, that that could be several books as you. Oh, you know. yeah. So um, I did what protocol that we followed. And then I added a few other things that I knew were beneficial. Now, uh, spelling to communicate. I never had to do that with Noah. Noah responded really well to me cleaning the gut, real food only. I'm telling you, telling you, if you could pick it, pluck it, grow it, skin it, you can eat it. And that was it. That was all that kid got. And hmm. we didn't just do this for a couple months. I mean, we did this for years. And today, maybe not so much. I have an 18 year old that's like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. You know, <laughs> you deprived me of real food. I like that one. You deprived me of real food, mom, and it, it, real food that tastes good. I'm like, no, 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 honey. It's not food. So I didn't deprive you of it. Right. <laughs> that's why I didn't give it to you. <laughs> so and, and those and then and the food manufacturers have scientists that work to find addictive flavors or flavors that keep you uh, wanting to eat. I mean, it's exactly. a science in that. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I have a teenager, unfortunately, he's a wonderful kid, super smart. He can take care of himself. Um, 
he can drive. He thinks he is a responsible adult. We're working on that part. Um, <laughs> but I think at 18, they all think they're responsible adults. Mm. Well, congratulations. He sounds like a normal 18-year-old who thinks he knows it all and is going to push back about everything you taught him. But if they hang in, if we hang in there and just let him go through this bumpy ride, they come back to us. Thank that's you. my, that, that's, we have to believe in that, Tracy, right? <laughs> But you know, he, too. <laughs> he started seeing a trainer three days a week and, you know, kids on the spectrum, regardless, they're like, they have to get along with that person. So I had to, I had to get on the phone. I'm like, I researched this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, Noah will only go to like the private gyms. Mm -hmm. Um, cause he had a trainer before that he liked and he moved. And I'm like, listen, before you talk to him and before you have your first session, here's the lowdown. Um, but I, you know, I read his bio here with somebody who struggled with, you know, depression and, and all kinds of stuff and was a hundred pounds overweight and lost it himself. And, you know, they just seem to really gel well. And okay. so, you know, Noah's on a better, a better path to, you know, eating better and getting out of bed. And he's also doing MERT. Um, What's MERT? So, so it, it, it's TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation. Um, you might want to explain it a lot better um, if you know more about it. I wrote a little piece about it in my book. But what it is, is it's a device that, you know, they put, it depends, you know, um, it is FDA uh, approved for depression, but because okay. my kid would have had to been given five different depression drugs before it was approved uh -huh. by insurance, um, it's coming out of pocket, but yeah. it's, so that's a device that they put up against here. And what it does is it, it, it has this tapping thing, kind of like, you know, an, an MRI mm -hmm. and it stimulates that part of the brain. In that part of the brain that is is slower functioning, so it really helps with autism and depression and anxiety. So as Noah became a teenager and locked himself in his room, um, then you know he has more of that. Uh, you know I'm depressed. I have anxiety, and what was me? Okay, well let's work on it. There you go. <laughs> but we got into an argument today about him having to do stuff other than go to his, he's like, I go to my appointments every single day and I'm there on time. Well, congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's really quite the accomplishment. And, you know, um, you know, our kids at that age are, they really need to explore the world for themselves. They, I really feel like this is the age um, where they need to be learning from others and right. out there, you know, if, if we had a if we had a non-crazy military system, that's when you sign up to do a few years with the military. But I mean, you know, now with giving them vaccines everywhere or, you know, I, I just it's such an important stage for going out into the world and then coming back. And a lot of our kids, because of, you know, various circumstances, they're not able to actually physically go out into the world. So they're kind of creating these independent circles within still being at home. You know, and and I think that's important to allow them that in that trial and and error time. And it's hard when you're right there observing it all, <laughs> because you know, um, 
Anyway, so I'm so glad things are going well for your son. And I'm so grateful you shared your experience. I mean, seriously, you you couldn't hit rock bottom. And I'm hoping that your husband is doing well and he himself has recovered from that traumatic experience that that he went through. And he's out there battling it himself. I mean, he's done a lot of the border stuff. He he took he was the one who took Bobby Kennedy down to the border to set up Steve set up the whole midnight at the border. No kidding. Yeah. So that was my husband. Uh, I mean, Del Bigtree was the whole production, but Del called Steve and said, hey, I don't have the relationships at the border because Steve would volunteer himself. And now he has a security team. So the security for Plandemic 3 was my husband. Oh, um, wonderful. Yeah. So he provided all the security for Mickey Willis. It, hand, and, you know, that's hence me getting all these these favors of them, you know, <laughs> you know, to speak at my conference. I just pimp out my husband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, he, you know, he's been known as like the master of disaster. So he'll go out during hurricanes, floods, fires, like all kinds of disasters. Maui is a disaster. So uh, he leaves Monday to take Bobby to Maui. Um, with Del Big Tree and his whole team and everything. So they're going to do another document, little short documentary um, about Maui. So, wow. yeah, that's, that's exciting. And, you know, this, everything that we're in and these overlapped relationships, you know, this, I don't know of any other movement that is, it's just, it, it's like we become family. And, mm -hmm. and, and we join together and it's with love and hugs and tears that we work together and overlap and, and buy gum as a warrior mom or, or mama bear, whatever you want to call it. We use every resource at our disposal. If you know somebody, you know, you've got to respectfully utilize that to, to help these kids. Right. So I say, you know, all's fair in trying to save our children. Yep. So it's warrior moms, warrior dads. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't realize, I mean, I did, I knew there was a lot of stuff that my husband didn't tell me that was going on, on down at the border when yeah. he would donate his team, his drone team and his security to help border sheriffs who are, do not have the funding. So my husband and his team, I mean, this would cost us thousands of dollars because those drones, renting those drones are, are really expensive. Um, and, but I think they had way too much fun. They'd take the little race drones and they would like run them into the bad guys. And <laughs> oh, good heavens, this, you know how fast those things are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the health hour from Life Radio. And in case anybody's a little confused about the content of what we're talking about, you never know where live radio is going to go. Tracy, this is amazing um, information. But to be fair to our listeners who did want to hear yeah. about hope and healing for their loved ones with autism, um, yeah. maybe we'll go ahead now and segue over to um, to the Hope and Healing. Let, let's talk about your upcoming conference. Okay, so February 2nd and 3rd in San Antonio, Texas, um, at that JW Marriott Hill Country Resort and Spa, we have an amazing lineup. 
So we have scientists that are going to give you the latest and greatest in, in real science. We have the best doctors out there, truly speaking. We have parents, advocates, um, you name it. It so you know we have Dell Big Tree, Mickey Willis, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Dr. Brian Hooker, you know, near and dear to our hearts at CHD, um, Dr. James Neuschwander, Dr. James Lyons Wheeler. I mean, the list literally goes on. And I'm so grateful for these amazing Dr. Peter McCullough. Um speaking everywhere. The, 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 I didn't even think he was going to say, say yes. And I'm bringing Dr. Jerry Cartsonell back. I'm dusting him off. I'm like, you got to get back into the whole speaking game. So tell us why, you know, for, for those of us who aren't familiar with that name, explain to, to viewers who this is and why that's important. So Dr. Jerry Cartsonell co-authored Healing and Preventing Autism with Jenny McCarthy back in the day. He ah. is such a pioneer. He is, um, he's the one of the kindest men I know. He truly is. And he went through this with his own child about, um, you know, close to 30 years ago. So mm -hmm. he, you know, when his son was vaccine injured, his wife looked at him and said, you broke him, you get to fix him. And that's what he writes. And that's what he wrote in his book. And um, so I, I reached out to Dr. Jerry when I went to autism one last year in the summer. And I'm like, it's Dr. Jerry. And I'm like, why is nobody at his booth? Um, because everyone's like, I don't know who he is. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know who Dr. Jerry is? Well, I want to go talk to him. So I did what? wonderful. And what he's done, he's a, you know, pediatrician by trade in functional medicine, addressing the underlying biological conditions associated with autism and other neurological disorders. And he is just like a guru. Fantastic. It does seem like that every so often, um, the original people who are still doing it well and right, they get like overshadowed by the new people coming on and the new books and the new programs and all of that. Um, in the in the realm of, of vaccine injury, we've got the pre-COVID and post-COVID right. groups, and it's been challenging, but it's been getting better and better. Bringing the two sides, not the, they're not two sides, but the kind of the two groups together, to to really understand, you know, what happened in COVID has been happening forever. It just kind of exactly. exploded with the COVID, and and there's so much experience experience and value that those have been in it for 20, 30 years have to bring to those who are newly awakened or newly injured and all of that. So I'm glad you're bringing in Jerry, um, who was one of the, you know, one of the originals as it were. Um, and if all goes well, Dr. Andrew Wakefield should be there for like the VIP cocktail hour at the end. Uh -huh. So we are showcasing, um, we're going to, show a preview of his new movie protocol seven yes um, we will have the lead actors there we will have the producers there um andy should be there to do q a um and i have the, a wonderful story and i don't know if you all oh i actually first saw it on a chd interview I think oh, cool. talk um so it's um Simone Lanham and, and Jeff Sowell. Do you know who I'm talking about? 
Mm -mm. No. Okay. So Jeff Sewell is is a world renowned uh, tenor singer. Um, he sold millions of albums back in the day, and his daughter, who is now about Noah's age, I think she might be a year or so older, um, uh, was diagnosed with autism. And they went the whole biomedical route, changed her diet, you know, really dove in super hard. And so I like when I saw it, it said the interview, um, the ad for the interview said healing autism. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to reach out to this woman because I watched it and I was in tears. Um, and at the end of the interview, it is, is Jeff Sewell and his two daughters, Sienna, who was previously diagnosed with autism and her sister, Olivia singing a mother's prayer. Now that oh, not oh. um, I think uh, Celine Dion and Andrea Bucelli previously saying that, right. Mm -hmm. um, so they are flying all the way out from London and they are going to tell their story and of healing and they are going to sing for us. Nice. Oh, that it's going to be such a beautiful event. Um, tell us, we were talking before a little bit before the show started about the food um, and food is so important. It's always important. It's important to health, but especially in the autism community, um, the neurodiverse. I don't like that word. I, I, Paul, I'm not, I don't want to use that word, but you know, the um, neurologically injured community, I don't know. And, and it, and, it impacts the gut, but hand in hand with all these things, we do have allergy sensitivities, gut issues, and you have chosen to go to the extra um, work and expense of ensuring that those who attend will um, be able to find something they can eat. <laughs> so talk about right. the food. <laughs> yeah. Well, people do ask me, what's the first thing that you did for your child? I cleaned up his, his diet his, you know, and I changed a, our whole myself as well. So this isn't just for those with autism, but it is really, we all have underlying biological conditions. We, we all have stuff going on in the gut, you know, that affect our brain, but our gut is directly connected to our brain via our nervous system. So um, it's, it's going haywire. And then when you have foods that are genetically modified, you know, have all these toxins in them, glyphosate, I mean, you name it, all, all the different uh, toxins in it that are destroying the epithelial lining in our intestines, right? And it's creating what we call leaky gut. So when these foods, you know, enter the intestines and we're supposed to, so the, those epithelial cells are supposed to like pull in all the good stuff, all the, all the vitamins and nutrients and proteins that your body needs, you know, to function and your brain needs as well. Um, and what's happening is with uh, this toxic soup that we're swimming in, I can blame it on a million different things. Um, it's starting to deaden those cells. And it's when it happens, it creates these gaps. And then food particles, 
that are not supposed to get into the bloodstream are getting through and toxic food particles and they're acting as like opiates on the brain. So you have children who have self-injurious behavior and, you know, they just don't feel it. They, you know, so um, we get brain fog, all this stuff. There's, there's just, there's so much out there. So when we really talk about cleaning out the gut is really avoiding inflammatory foods. So gluten, dairy, soy, any type of refined carbs or sugars. Um, and then I, I loved the question I used to get way back in the day. Well, what do you eat then? Yeah. <laughs> as if there's nothing left. <laughs> Real food. Yeah, but that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, real food. <laughs> so I am feeding people real food at the conference. Um, it is all gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, peanut-free. I do know, um, you know, we are catering to anybody with peanut allergies. And, um, you know, we're trying to really focus on just eliminating those allergy foods, even for the snack breaks. So there'll be bars that are gluten-free, dairy-free, won't necessarily be egg-free as we discussed earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm ahead of time. I'm sorry to those who um, have the egg allergy. I've been there. Yeah, it's a hard but one. Yeah. We can people can pre-order uh, vegan meals. Um, I also had um, some Jewish people call and request uh, like vegan kosher meals or kosher meals, um, and you know I'm able to do that. I just need enough time to be able to order those. And so whatever food requirements people have, um, and it does require. It, it does cover everybody's food. So there's a light breakfast. There's kind of like a little grab and go. Um, and there's coffee, tea throughout the day. And there's two snack breaks and a plated lunch. And then on day two, we have the VIP hour, um, which will have cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. Now, I can't guarantee that it'll be gluten-free, dairy-free, but it, you know, might not be alcohol-free. <laughs> well, you know, you can be forgiven for having like a special VIP sort of hour like that, yes. not, you know, but the main food for the attendance. Yeah. So it's a three day event, two day event. So all day Friday, all day Saturday, it's, it's a mouthful. It's, it's like morning until, till night, Friday, it ends about five 30. And then Saturday is you get a break between five and six to go get ready. And then the VIP hour is from six to nine. And nobody wants to miss the VIP hour. Everyone wants to hear the Q&A. Everyone wants to hear, um, well, they'll still hear Jeff Swell and his two daughters sing a mother's prayer during the event, but they're also going to sing a few more numbers at the VIP hour. Um, and just a, a moment to, to relax and to talk to other parents. I said, because this is the number one reason that I am hosting this event. Um, because as both, you know, it's, it's not an easy task. I think I've lost half my hair. Um, no joke. Wow. And it's looking pretty thin. <laughs> um, no. before, before you go on, I want to make sure that we say a couple of times now before we end, it's autismhealth.com. That is yes. where you go register, autismhealth.com. Okay. And there's virtual attendance. 
There's general admission, VIP, and there is professional. So we are offering 13 CME credits for professionals, for doctors and nurses. Oh, I saw those eyes open. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So that's great. I mean, not, not only is it a conference, but it's also an educational uh, yes. credit. That's mm -hmm. huge. That's, that's a lot to go through to, to get that, to be able yeah. to get those credits. You've got yeah. to have everything really lined up. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, she laughed at me. She's like, okay, here are the requirements. Now you need to get all your presentations from your speakers. Good luck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I need them all to sign the contract and I need them all to do this. And I kicked out one of my speakers on Sunday. Oops. It wasn't it. So here's the thing. If it's not in line, if somebody is is self-serving, wanting to speak or wanting to promote whatever at this conference, it doesn't work for me. Right. I, you know, there's still a few exhibitor booths left, but it, it, I'm very picky and I will, I will expense what I have to expense um, out of my own pocket if it doesn't fit. So if you're telling me, hey, you're not going to share the video because your face and your name isn't in it because you're, you know, you're not one of the headline doctors. And I'm like, well, you're not a headline doctor. You're you're not a Peter McCulloch. You're not a Dell Big Tree or a Mickey Willis or an Andrew Wakefield. None of them. <laughs> so um, and it wasn't about it's I'm. I'm given everything. My husband's given everything. We we've the past several years, we it was it's all about being in service to others. And these parents need us. Yes. They do. And I think it's really important. So many of the issues that we deal with, there are people going after a way to make money from it. Some of the products and the services do serve the various communities and others are just taking advantage. And I think as a, as an organizer that, you know, it's, you, you're put in a place where you need to make those ethical decisions. Is this individual, this product really here to serve um, my attendees or is it self-serving? So right. I, I, I can imagine it's a very difficult role you're in. Um, so I applaud you for, yeah. for trying to do the best by I've your had people like, on social media because of what the tickets cost. Now I'm going to tell you, like, I think the, the bare minimum cost for people and their food is per person is about $250. Um, if you include like the VIP hour and stuff like that. Um, very reasonable it, for a conference. It's a five-star venue. Yeah. Um, I did pick the whole bigger, go bigger, go home type thing, you know, for my first event, but you know, um, and I was like, so last week I was, I was crying and Steve's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, I feel really bad that you're out there busting your butt, making money only so I can just blow it all away. <laughs> and he said, Tracy, you know, we're changing people's lives and it's okay because there's more where that came from. We just have to go out and make it. And so for anybody who thinks that I've made a dime and I've been working seven days a week, at least 12 hour days, um, and literally lost half my hair. So, but this is my dream conference. I've, I've, I used to run conferences with my husband. We used to run disaster preparedness conference 
Um, and we did 10 a year back then. Yeah, it Good was much God. easier, much easier. Not easier. <laughs> um, but it, so, and then I used to work for Hyatt Hotels running, running events as well. So I know, I know what it's like to run events. I did it for seven years and, um, but this was my dream conference. And I asked Autism One, I said, is there any way I can help you revamp your conference? And, and Terry was kind of tired. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I lost my husband. And, and you know, um, she had some health issues herself. And I think Dell asked her as well. But um, so I decided to create, you know, um, the Autism Health Summit. And so talk a little bit more in, in our remaining time here about the sort of presentations and information education that they will be received. I've got pulled up on the screen um, about Autism Summit, and you've got all this language here, this pretty little array, and it's about intervention, information, symptoms, family, functional medicine, environmental toxins, legal rights, ADHD, repetitive behavior. I mean, you're really um, covering all of it. So give me some like some specifics that parents might identify with it. That's information they want to know. So first I say they're going to they're going to learn the root of the problem. So we have some great scientists and doctors talking about where a lot of this is coming from and and what's the connection. So I talk a lot about, you know, you can have a genetic predisposition for something, but it's going to be some sort of environmental factor that triggers it. So what's the connection between genetics and environmental factors? So I have a couple doctors actually, you know, touching a lot on that. Um, and then I, I kind of go over it a little bit. Um, we have, um, is some amazing parents talking about, you know, their journey, but they're educated. So this is an educational conference. People, uh, professionals can earn CMEs. So, you know, we have Maya Han who, who plans CHD events. She, you know, she's speaking on speech pathology. We have the guru, Don Marie Gavin, who is going to be speaking on spelling to communicate. Um, we are also going to be doing the screening of spellers, the documentary, and we are going to have a panel of, of three to four spellers, um, you know, soon right after. And so people can see how amazing these individuals really are that when, you know, it, if you can't, you know, get your child to a certain point in regards to speaking, it doesn't mean that they can't communicate. It's it's just that they're kind of trapped. So that's great. And yeah, then for, um, for those new and, and spellers is relatively new to them, just give me a little bit of an explanation of that amazing program. So, Oh, and it's crazy. I, I put a little section of it in my book. And then when I asked for J.B. Hanley's um, endorsement, he said, the book is great, but you didn't do, do spelling to communicate any justice. I said, well, I didn't have to use spelling to communicate. So I didn't know. Um, so he rewrote it for me. Oh, good. <laughs> can't take can't take credit for it. So really what I've gathered from watching the documentary is they really work on their motor skills. They work on their motor skills to, you know, um, I saw where she's like, they've got a light and they're, they're training them to use their finger. Um, and then they, they train them to use a spelling board first, you know, before they go to any, you know, computerized, um, device. 
And, and really it's, it's, it's a process. And she is like the leading person in the whole field. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited that she said yes to me. Actually, I didn't really give her much of a choice. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, uh, she's like, well, you already have me on your agenda. I said, well, you said maybe. So I put it out there. Um, and she's like, well, I guess, um, I'm obligated to come and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Tracy, I've been warned by the Tracy method. Don't maybe means yes. So be careful. Um, um, and I just want to add that, you know, for, for parents who were told your child is nonverbal and will always be nonverbal, it is absolutely revolutionary and life shattering in a wonderful way to, to learn that your eight-year-old, your 18-year-old, your 28-year-old actually fully understands everything happening around them. They just lack the ability to get the idea and thought, um, you know, process it in a way they can verbalize or even type. And this, this spell to communicate uses their large body muscles to be able to spell things out very simply and then articulate um, what they are thinking. And I tell you, it just, it has me laughing and crying at the same time when you, when, you know, like a 16 year old tells the, his mother for the first time, happy mother's day, mom, I love you. Thank you for all you've done for me. Whoa. Right. I mean, it's just, um, it's wonderful um, program. So I'm so glad that you've got them coming as well. This is very exciting. If I may jump in here real quick, uh, Bob Runnels, shout out to Bob Runnels. Uh, he just uh, texted out saying a viewer on CHGTV is asking if this is going to be live streamed or available remotely. I think you already answered that, but just to repeat that, yeah. it, uh, what are the available uh, uh, alternatives? So it will be live streamed and there will be a recording. So if they purchase the live stream, they can get the recording after as well. But also for those who want to earn the CMEs, even afterwards, we will be providing the professional track recording as well. So it's, you know, it's live streamed, it's, it'll be recorded and, you know, um, given out uh, based on who buys what ticket. Um, so yes. Where do they get the, the access to the live stream? Cause live stream, when I go to, um, your, the website, and I go to the ticket, it doesn't list it there. Is it listed somewhere separate? So virtually, they yeah. sign up, and then they give their email address. Hopefully, they give the right one. Um, if not, I'm sure I'll hear from them. But it's <laughs> uh, then they will be sent a Zoom link. So it will be through the live virtual feed will be through Zoom. And um, they will be able to view it live. And then within seven to 10 days after, I should have the recording, you know, after uh, my audio video guys uh, do some editing. Okay. And again, that's autismhealth.com. Um, that is fantastic because a lot of people, you know, will, will want to at least get the information, even if they can't get the amazing food and ambiance and, and everything else that you are um that you're including and you know as somebody i believe it or not you know because i tend to go a lot of places i'm a homebody and i've got to say that anytime i've made myself take that little extra effort and make the expense to go to do anything like this in person i'm so glad i did 
those moments, not only what you learn in the presentations, it's the hallway moments. It's the hugs and the tears. It's those conversations over dinner or a drink where you feel understood. You make those, those lifelong connections that really help carry you through this journey that we're all on together. It's so worth it. It's a treat to yourself. It's an investment in your, in yourself and your sanity <laughs> as a parent sometimes to really take the time out to go in person and do this um, if you can possibly swing. And those doctors are floating around throughout the day and mm -hmm. if you stop them, they will, you know, they put on their pants like we do. They're always, <laughs> you guys know, cause you've worked with many of them. They're yeah. always willing to answer questions. Absolutely. There are so mm -hmm. many that I can't answer. So, you know, being in person and, and having them answer them is a lot better. Yeah. We're, we're down to like the last two minutes. Javier, any further questions for Tracy? Uh, no, I just want to wish uh, you good luck. I, I hope that you sell out and that uh, the conference uh, just becomes spectacular and you get to do it again, uh, hopefully within uh, six months to a year. Absolutely. So it'll be an annual conference and I'm really excited and I truly feel that I've been divinely led and, um, you know, it will, if anything, it'll be a great big community of loving people uh, coming together, you know, to for the same purpose. I love that. It's, so it's autismhealth.com. Um, and obviously you're going to be there. There's going to be books to buy. There's just going to be so much camaraderie. I, you know, so appreciate that. And I'd like to invite listeners who are intrigued by this, and maybe you're not going yourself, please share everything that you learn on this health hour and our next hour, Liberty Hour coming up. Uh, stay tuned. It's going to be streaming to CHD TV and all the different platforms. Um, you know, share what you learn. That's what makes this community grow and we need it to grow. So if you loved what you hear, 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 uh, take the time to grab the link, send it around and, and let's just keep growing because we need to be louder than the other out there and we can get her done. So thank you, Tracy, so much. You've been thank listening you to me. Uh, you're welcome. You've been listening to the Health Hour on Inform Life Radio. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to be the Liberty Hour and more about autism and the impact on society. We'll be right back. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. Children's Health Defense is a nonprofit organization with a mission to end childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible, accountable, and establish safeguards to prevent future harm. 
The Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense is stepping up at the state and local levels, but we can't do this without you. Join us at wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Let's restore and defend children's health and their futures in Washington State.